0: morning bitches and welcome to wellness for real it's your girl malena and on today's episode felicia and i chat all about hormones with stephanie lopez gilmore Stephanie is a self-proclaimed hormonologist. She has lots of experience and lots of education in the realm of hormones. So we figured we'd have her on the show just to start the conversation on exactly what hormones are and how to know uh, if yours are out of whack. So buckle up, y'all. It's about to get real. So today we have Stephanie with us and she is a hormonologist. So we're going to have a fun conversation about hormones. Uh, Do you want to first just explain what a hormonologist is?
1: Yeah. So this actually is funny. Um, One of my clients had was trying to figure out what to call me to one of her friends. And so she's like, oh, Stephanie's like a hormonologist. And I'm like, okay, I'll just go with it. So I kind of tagged that. I should, um, I should fully brand it. Um, But I like to say like someone who studies hormones and understands the impacts when it comes to women's hormones. Um, But yeah, it was just something that one of my friends or actually a client of mine had um, mentioned and I was like, sounds great. I'm going to put it on everything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> love it. Um, I
0: love it. Yeah. So what are hormones?
1: Yes. So um, hormones are pretty much like what is our, our body's chemistries, right? Um, so it's going to regulate out our, We re- re- I typically talk about the reproductive system. So everything from your estrogen to your testosterone, um, to your progesterone levels, all of these things are really going to help regulate out things such as your metabolism, um, such as your your mood, um, everything down to like if you're warm or cool, and then of course you have your stress hormone, which a lot of people talk about, um, which is cortisol. You also have like gremlin and leptin, which are your hunger hormones. Um, So those are like what you're dealing with when someone is talking about like they're famished and they can't stop eating or they're really full all the time. So those hormones regulate, they're pretty much something that helps regulate out your your body in so many different ways. Um, And when they go out of whack, you start to feel everything starts to fluctuate.
0: What are some of the like most common signs that your hormones are not where they should be?
1: hi, okay. Yeah. So, um, before we dive really deep, I really want to let people know I'm not a medical doctor. So I'm, or no, I'm, I'm practicing as when I'm a, um, a coach, a health coach, but, um, so some of the signs and symptoms that you do see, um, and that these are things that you would definitely bring up to your doctor, if you do, um, find them and just kind of like as red flags, um, especially when it comes to women's hormonal hormones, I'm looking at like sleep, having a hard time falling asleep, um, insomnia. Um, this constant hunger or having, like, uh, so either having a hard time losing weight because you're constantly hungry and you have excess weight and you tried everything that you could possibly do and you just can't seem to lose it. Having a hard time putting on weight. That's another thing that's something, um, hormonally could be out of whack, um, losing hair, dry skin, um, lots of fatigue. So not just at night and having a hard time falling asleep at night, but fatigue throughout the course of the day, foggy brain. Um, acne or any kind of breakouts that you would have, um, especially including like not just during your your time when you are a teenager, but also as adults, you start to break out and you're like, what is going on? So that's where that whole hormonal acne is. Um, Other ones could be uh, for women, especially hair gain and the areas on their face. Um, So like around their um, facial hair, such like you would see on men, you know, beards and mustaches and things like that. Um, male pattern baldness is another thing that you might be, um, starting to see, which is usually a sign of like PCOS, um, infertility, of course, um, really heavy flows of, of your cycle where you're talking about like heavy clots or really long lengthy cycles that can be 10 days of heavy flowing. And you are using multiple, um, sanitary napkins to get throughout the course of the day, extreme cramps. Um, irregular cycles, whether they're um, short and they are fluctuating all over the place where sometimes people have them twice in a month, like every 14 days versus every 28 or 30 something days, or they have them that are um, really long where like they will go and have a cycle and then they won't have another one for for months on end and then they have it again. And it's just kind of all over the place. These can all be some signs and symptoms of having your hormones out of whack.
2: I literally, I'm listening to you and I went through all of that. I mean, I had like the period, really heavy period and then I would get my period again, like a week later. Like, and I don't ever break out. Like I, I'm just not someone that has had a bad skin and all of a sudden I was having skin issues. I mean, so irritable, could fall asleep but couldn't stay asleep. Yeah. Could not, like, like no matter, I could go out, work out, do whatever. I could not lose, like manage my weight at all. Um, And a
1: lot of people have anxiety, especially around that time, because you have to think about it, especially if you have heavy, heavy periods. Um, Some of my friends who have heavy flows, right, Um, to the point where they're having cysts and other issues that are causing these problems, they'll have high anxiety because your body is going through a lot of iron deficiencies and your body's like, whoa, 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 there's something going on, you're bleeding excessively, right? So the anxiety levels are skyrocketed and that's very common around that time. And I didn't know what was
2: happening, I mean, that was the weirdest thing, and listen to me, I was so annoyed like anybody just look at me funny and I'm like oh my god like that part was really and it seems funny but it was awful like to feel that irritable yes. all the time about everything and, and I could and out. I was tired you know because I wasn't I'm like did I got two hours of sleep like I mean and it was happening and I could not find any information about what was happening um thing- I literally saw something late at night on television and I looked it up and I learned about sort of this like hormonal imbalance and found a doctor here locally, um, which changed everything for me. It was life-changing.
1: And those are, those are the things, is especially um, like, so if, whether it's something new, right? It could be something that just started happening. You're kind of like, oh, that's really interesting. That's really weird. Or even something that has been going on since the time that you first started to have your menstrual cycle. It's still, these are some of the things that like, if the if they're coming up your body's saying hey there's something going on you need to get it checked out and a lot of times we ignore them because you're like oh well I've been having it since I was the age of 14 since I first had my first period and this is normal because my mom and my grandmother and everyone else in my family history has had it but it's still a sign saying hey there is something going on and we need to address it um so I like other things I've even forgot to even mention um hot flashes in the middle of the night or hot flashes throughout the course of the day. Like if you wake up and you're like drenched in sweat, which I've had happen before where I'm like, I just have to like completely change. It's not because all of a sudden the heat went up that night. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's because like there's a hormonal imbalance, right? or even um, vaginal dryness, which can happen when, you know, you're going through menopause um, closer to that time. But if you're experiencing it younger than that, and you haven't even gone through the menopause, that's something that's definitely a sign. Um, Lack of sex drive. I had that happen in my thirties, which is like, oh, I'm only recently married and only been married for a few years. And I had to have a conversation with my friend. I'm like, is it normal for like newly met? She's like, no, that's not normal, you need to go seek out some some help when it comes to that. So again, these are all things that can be um, signs and symptoms that there is something going on. And that needs to be addressed. For sure.
0: So you like getting into learning more about hormones? Did that come from like your personal experience with struggling with that?
1: Yes. So my personal experience. um, And I was that person that I mentioned that had issues since the time that I've had my period, but I ignore them. Um, So I started my period at 14 and it was one of those really heavy flows lasted about 10 days. Um, and at least like on day two, it was so extreme with the cramps that I was experiencing that a lot of times like Midol or any of like the overcounted medications that help with pain management just didn't seem to work. And I would be curled up in a ball. Eventually my mom ended up having me go to a doctor who had suggested um, that I go and see a gynecologist, which at the time, the biggest thing that most um, most people that might be listening to the show might've heard from their doctors is get on synthetic That's birth control, control right? Yep. I was regulate out your cycle. Yeah, well, here, you know, I'm trying to convince uh, a mom of a 14 year old that like, yes, your daughter needs to be on birth control. That was just a really weird conversation. But I ended up being on it. And I stayed on it for 14 something years, because as you know, time progressed, I was sexually active. And like, well, you know, I was working out great and I was that person I was like, oh, I'm going to go out to the beach and I want to skip my period or i want to use it because my skin looks really great or whatever it may be. And I continue staying on it, not realizing the actual damages that were happening to my um, to my body, really. And so I had to learn the hard way that some of the things that I was putting into my body was causing more harm than good. And it wasn't until about 2018 that I realized that um, at that time I was a nutritionist um, really working on um, health and wellness when people looking to lose weight and, and managing that. But I have dealt with my own hormonal problems and it smacked me dead in the face with um, having really bad breast pain, like like really bad tenderness that lasted me for about 10 days prior to my cycle. And I remember talking to my new gynecologist at the time and she's like, that's normal. And I'm like, mm, it hasn't been normal for the last like 15 something years. <laughs> like, why all of a sudden is it normal um, now? And so I had asked for some testing to be done, and at that time she was like, oh, just get back on the birth control pill, which I was off for eight years. And, um, she just kind of saw me out the door and I didn't take that as like, that's what I wanted to do. Cause I knew at that time I wanted to be more natural. And so I took it upon myself to learn a little bit more about what was going on in my body and went back to study about hormonal health and trying to figure out what it was that was those causing factors and realize a lot of it was my lifestyles that, um, changes, even though I was eating healthy, there were certain things that I could have changed in my life to make it a little bit better. So with
0: doctors, like we get that a lot. I think probably everybody listening to this has had a doctor tell them like, the problem that they think is a problem isn't a problem. (laughs) Um, Right? So like with (laughs) hormones, like why? Why do you think that that is in the medical field that it's kind of
1: overlooked? So there's certain people that really specialize in that, right? And then other people that really don't. And so Um, A lot of the doctors, if they're like a general care practitioner, that's not necessarily their specialty. Some people may, um, but there's like sitting so there thinking like they they specialize in all the general care and not necessarily as an endocrinologist or as a gynecologist or someone that really focuses on that particular aspect. Same thing like in the nutrition field where you have people who are like, I work on just all the weight loss versus people like I work on gut health and, and um, anti-inflammatory and for me hormones. There's people that take that, take it upon themselves to, to take that extra leap um, and really study a little bit more on it. So it's not that your doctor is not um, a great doctor, it just says maybe your doctor is just not trained in that. And so that's when it's having those conversations and even bringing it up to your doctor saying, hey, I'm experiencing these things. Is there someone that you might recommend that I can go see to to further me along in this process?
2: And I had the experience of so my doctor that I go to is an actual regular doctor, but then he also has a clinic where he specifically does hormone health. So, mm-hmm. so he works at like Park Nicollet normally, but when I went to my gynecologist to get my hormones checked because he's like, I can do it for you. You can just go through your insurance and then bring yeah. me the tests. I got the letter from my you know gynecologist saying your hormones are perfect. Like your everything is fine. But the problem is, is that there's this range like. your testosterone your estrogen it's like zero to 200 and i'm at three and the thing's 200 but i'm normal and he's like that's not normal you're low like and so that was the problem my my regular doctor said my stuff was fine and then i brought it to him and he's like you're not fine you're at the very bottom of a really wide range um and so that was the part that i find to be frustrating when you talk about like regular medical doctors they spend you know, three or four weeks on hormones out of the eight years that they're in (laughs) medical school. So it's a very small amount. It's a very
1: small window. And and it's just a number
2: that if you meet the number from one to 200 for this or one fifty to whatever for this, you're automatically considered fine, period. Like that's how it works when you go to your regular doctor. And for me, it was really life-changing. I mean, like it took probably a a year, a year and a half to really regulate my hormones. But it was like, once it happened, it was- night and day even for me to lose weight because diabetes is heavy in my family so my health was something that it wasn't really a vanity thing but i couldn't do it It didn't matter what i did and as soon as my hormones balanced i lost 40 pounds in six months i mean it was like boom like so it really makes a huge huge difference
1: it makes it it's also nice to also seek someone else's like advice right um so whether that's a doctor whether it's a you know um a coach or someone else that might have experience and is saying like hey something doesn't seem quite right. And so I don't diagnose my clients um, when they come to me, when they do come to me, I'll look at certain signals. And I say, Hey, I think that really, at the end of the day, you might want to go back and have a conversation with your doctor and just see, because I'm starting to see some of these symptoms that feel like it's going to be this. But again, I'm not the medical professional. I can't do the lab work. Um, I could read some of your lab work, but at the at the end of the day, you really should probably go back and get some of these testing done. And when they do come back, I've had one client, as you were talking about, had a hard time losing weight. She for 10 years was like not diagnosed at all um, for her condition. And she kept trying to figure out like, I'm very athletic. I'm in the army, I do all these things. I can't seem to lose this weight. And all of a sudden it was within the course of like six months that she put on 40 pounds and she could not get that weight off. Within working with her in the course of like 21 days, we were able to get her to lose 10 pounds. And when I kept looking, when when I first started working with her, I'm like, it sounds like, and from even your medical history and your parents' medical history, sounds like you might be having PCOS. And so she went back and she talked to another doctor. This is after seeing five different doctors, she finally went back and saw another doctor who ran all the labs and everything else and diagnosed her with PCOS. she's like, I've been going for 10 years and did not know this. And so again, I'll I'll find little small things. And I go back and I'll tell my clients, you know, it sounds like this. Why don't you go out and get tested and see? And you don't know until you actually get tested.
2: Well, and I think people also think it's an age thing. Like for me, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go into perimenopause that's the that's the deal you don't you can't lose weight once you hit menopause or that doesn't happen or they don't really realize that people even like that are younger like marlena's age they have hormone imbalance like there is no age where that sits like everybody can be in this space and you don't you can have it it. as young as
1: 14 when you first start your cycle and you just don't know it right
0: So if someone like thought that maybe they might have something imbalanced, like where would be a good place for them to start? Like, I know you mentioned like, first and foremost, talk to your doctor.
1: Yes. So I would say, talk to your doctor, um, other things, um, you, you want to get some lab work done. And so there's a couple of ways that you can do it. Um, you can always, you know, ask for full panel um, to have it done and figure out what is kind of going out of whack. Um, that's also going to just show like what's going on at that present moment. Um, so a lot of people, like such as myself, like the Dutch test is a dry urine analysis test, which you take at a certain time of your cycle, um, and it also shows a little bit more of history instead of like an immediate like blood drawn at this particular time. It's over the course of days that we're collecting these samples to find out what's going on. Um, but really, I would say talk to your doctor and get some testing because again you might have all these signs and symptoms. And the problem is that multiple of these signs could be, you know, a couple hormones out of whack. And so I always tell people, if you're gonna work with me, I need I would really appreciate to have some testing done because otherwise it's like throwing you know pasta at a wall hoping it sticks like yeah, I things. think it might be this. And maybe <laughs> it's this and let's just try this out versus actually knowing like okay this is elevated, this is low, where do we need to focus on so that we can be able to get things back into balance and do it in a natural way?
2: Oh, my sex drive was low, and I just thought it was because I was irritated all the time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I just figured don't it's because me. you're on my nerves. So, I don't know. You know what I mean? I really thought that that's what it was because I'm on my nerves. So, but it was not. I mean, it was like night and day. Like, it was just crazy. It was this is like, don't touch me. No, I'm like, you bug. I'm, that's why, not I don't wanna, interested that's why I'm not That's why I'm not interested because eh, you bug me. Like, I figured that's what it was because I was so irritable. Like, just every little thing was like, oh. I'm just I'm grateful, though, that I figured it out. And I do think it's something that it's like the best kept secret. Like, it's just something that I feel like people should know about. And we don't talk about very often. They don't bring it up at your gyno apartments. It's not talked about unless you really push to find that information for yourself.
1: And that's where advocacy, you know, education and advocacy really kind of comes in. Um, Whether you have like a patient advocate that's working, you know, directly with the doctors in the hospitals or whatever it may be, or you are your advocate or someone else is advocating for you. It's always nice to have a second eye. I mean, just like if, you know, before you make a big purchase, you want someone else to take a look at something. So the same thing would go with your health, having someone like myself or a different doctor just taking a look at something and saying, hey, something doesn't seem like it's quite right, you know, might want to take a better look at it before you, you know, write this all off, or just assume that it's a okay.
0: So you mentioned, um, like with your fertility journey, um, certain things you had to like cut from your lifestyle. And I hear this a lot from people who are struggling with fertility. Um, so what was your journey like, like, what? what type of things did you have to cut out of your life?
1: So the biggest thing I would say is stress, which is hard, right? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> well, I'm screwed. I'm like, <laughs> are like yeah. <laughs> <And> so, <draw. laughs> uh, because we put a lot of stress on ourselves as, as women in general, right? Uh, we put on this, this expectation that we have to do everything and be everyone and we're the caretakers and we take care of everyone else except for our own basic needs. Um, so stress is a big thing, especially for me running a business and having a lot of clients and then having a spouse and having aging parents, it was always taking care of everyone else. Like I spent a lot of time taking care of my now deceased father when he was going through cancer. So I spent a lot of time caring for everyone else and not for myself. So that's one, one area. And if that's you, you know, that could be one of the causes of having it is because your cortisol levels are up, which is causing everything else to be all out of whack. Um, The other thing is the the foods that you are consuming. So just because you're not taking birth control, which of course you probably aren't going to be taking if you're trying to become fertile, um, you are possibly consuming um, some kind of hormones through your food. And a lot of that is coming from anything that's dealing with a cow um, or lot of meat sources, right? So if you see all like the antibiotic and hormonal free now on chicken and beef and all these other products, it's because a lot of them have been plumped up with a lot of these hormones, whether it's in their food or um, shot into them. So that they become super large. I mean, like a chicken breast, you used to probably see like chicken breasts used to be small. And now they're like these massive things where you're <laughs> like, like I size can't on my
0: eat. face now.
1: Yeah. You're like, I have <laughs> to cut the chicken breast in half to eat it because yeah. it's so big. <laughs> And people are like, well, what's going on? like, they're creating super chickens with hormones, right? I mean, at the end of the day. Pretty much. Yeah. Or like how are they able to produce excess amount of eggs? Or cows making lots of milk? All of these things um are from hormones that are they're helping to be able to, to get you to so grow. Like teenagers a lot
2: more. are gigantic these days. They're like all six two and look like they're 40.
1: Yeah, they're tall and <laughs> a lot of the and then girls are having their cycles a lot earlier, right? As early as 10. I mean, you're seeing some kids that are like 12 years old that are pregnant. I mean, you're like, what on earth? Like they're not even can't even call them teenage pregnancies any longer. Um, So they're starting their cycles a lot sooner. um, And a lot of these things are because of the food that we are consuming. Other ones is the the stuff that we have on, um, that we use for our household products, Um, cleaning products, uh, whether it is like disinfectant sprays, uh, you know, uh, polishers for our wood, um, floor cleaning products, or even down to our laundry detergents, all these things, um, including our like or hair care product, hair care, skin care, all these products can have these things called zetoestrogens in it. And so zetoestrogens mimic estrogen in your body. Um, so again, if you're not having estrogen, synthetic estrogens taken in as a pill or as a food source, you could be having it simply by the products that you're using in your household. And a lot of them are, so you have to kind of take a look at it, right? You have to really take a look at what are these chemicals and what is it, what is it mimicking in your body? A lot of the fragrance stuff, synthetic fragrances is a big key indicator, a lot of the dyes, things like that. So you really want to go for more of your pure, pure, pure things. So I always said like, if you're not going to put it on a baby, you should probably not put it on yourself. Wow, um, yeah. I mean, so, so to think about like if I, and and my husband's funny because he's like, you live such a toxic free lifestyle when when you smell bleach, it makes you gag. And I'm like, it should make you gag. <laughs> <laughs> so you
2: have like a list of items that people could find or see, or just a basic list like yes, yeah, so of the things you're um, mentioning.
1: That is a good one. Um, actually, so if they if they send me an email, um, they can send me an email at stephanie at I have like a full list of things, um, products that that could be avoided. For so sure. this is a, that this is a list great. of
0: products that contain things that you should avoid? Yes, exactly.
1: Like even like, um, even like um, products that you would use for beauty products, right? Whether that is like MAC makeup or anything else like that. So really taking a look at what it is that you are having, like, luckily, now a lot more of our products, even our feminine care products, if you have noticed are now created by women, whereas most of them were created by men, which just blows my mind because <laughs> you're telling me what to put up my woo-ha yeah, <laughs> to, right. to put in Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's great to know. So now you're seeing a lot more like organic cotton, you know, um, fragrance free, all these kind of things that are created by women because they realize that maybe I shouldn't be putting something up there that is going to cause more damage than good.
0: Yeah. I mean, more and even like vinegar the-
1: up there.
2: Yeah. And
0: like, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> Did you just say vinegar?
1: Uh- Yeah, like like those
2: those douche things back in the 80s and 90s. I'm like, that's not good for you.
0: It's not good for you. (laughs) Uh, Well, like cleaning products, like that's not even something that I ever would have thought of before. Like, so you're saying I probably have to get rid of my Fabuloso and my yeah dad. Girl, <laughs>
1: oh, I know also? that's a Latina thing right yeah I know, love <laughs> every it la- every Latin has, but household has to have uh, that yeah, to say I it know. smells
0: like my childhood I love I it I know or like, <laughs> but with COVID like, too I feel salt, like I
1: gotta get rid of pints on like yeah yeah like, but I've, like... I have
0: noticed actually since the last time we talked like I've been more aware of it and I'm like I get a headache every time I use it so it's probably telling me something right with COVID was, though
2: people are being crazy about cleaning so like is there a product that you would suggest I mean I'm pretty oh, sure everybody's using bleach
1: like
2: that. yeah people um, are so one telling. of the
1: ones that I like and I'm not a distributor by them at all but um you might find like the thieves or um doTERRA has another one called on it's kind of like a similar thing as thieves I think Thieves is more of um Young Living's brand but those are really great, like all-purpose cleaners, really great for anti-infected. Now, of course, you're going to still have to use, like, to, to prevent with COVID and things like that. You still want to use the bleach. Right. Um, but again, like, sparingly, like, you know, for your everyday things, you don't want to bleach everything like like crazy because that can cause some some problems. But of mm-hmm. course, with everything with COVID, you still want to take those precautions. Um, I use bleach, like, usually my husband is the one that bleaches everything because that makes me sick, so I can't even do it. I'm like... <laughs> Bleach, I'll be back in a couple hours (laughs) and I'll come back. (laughs) Which, which is how, you know, your body should kind of react um, to certain things. Like, you know, the smell of gasoline. Some people like it. It makes me gag. It, it should probably make you gag.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and like, speaking of your husband, so like, this isn't just a female issue, right? Like, I'm oh, assuming yes. men can also have issues with no their hormones. sperm
1: count and things like that. Oh, yeah. So that's the other thing is that like, ladies, if you're trying to conceive, and this has happened to my friend um, recently, if you're trying to conceive and you figure, you're thinking, you oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me. You probably want to also get your husband checked out too, because there could be something going on with his sperm count. And so you don't wanna put all that pressure on yourself because we, again, will put all the burden on us thinking there's something wrong with us. um, And then finding out that it's actually something that's going on with your husband or it could be a combination of the two. So really changing those lifestyle factors, having your husband eating a little bit healthier, you know, of course for him not having such tight clothes on all the time um, to help put anything that he could do to to increase his sperm count would be ideal. And of course, both of you living in a less stressful situation, which is really hard to do. Because I know we're in the middle of like a pandemic, <laughs> but as stress-free as possible, or finding some ways to unwind at the end of the day and even making time out for yourself. Um, so even if that is like dates and those dates could be as simple as you know, do a thing at home, watching a movie, or doing something by a bonfire or whatever you can possibly do to create some kind of romance, that's going to help reduce the amount of stress and tension that you have in your life too.
0: Um, I recently just saw someone sharing like a company created something called Date Box, where every yes. like, yeah, you can like sign up for like a subscription and they send you like a box of like, it's pretty much lays out a date for you and like tells you exactly what to do and it includes like games and like um, like either you bake something together or like make a drink or so that's
1: might be something you want to and check and out. I maybe, think of that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like pretty... I was like, and my suggestion is if you do that, don't tell your husband like I did. Like I was like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna buy this date box. He's like, why? It's fine. <laughs> We have great dates. And I was like, and that's why we need the box. <laughs> so just buy the box and have fun with it because yeah, he was just definitely like, why? We're yeah, fine. It's with our dates. <laughs> we watch Netflix and fall asleep at night. And I'm like, that's
2: really. So when like, you know, yeah, so romantic.
1: made like some of these changes, did that
2: make a difference with your fertility? Like, I'm just curious. Yes. Kind so of how that made, that all...
1: Yeah, that definitely made a difference when it came to my fertility. The other thing is it was kind of funny. Um, So I study Ayurveda um, and I'm close to finishing up my Ayurveda um, practitioner's um, course. And one of the things is like, we took an herbalism class. And so I had to um, do a project. And usually, of course, my projects are always around women's hormonal health. So I tried and tested out herb card shatavari. So I decided to do like a kind of like a double blind procedure thing where I'm like, all right, I'm going to take it for 30 days, be off of it for 30 days, see if there's any difference in my cycle and then get back onto it for the last 30 days. So I did over a course of 90 days, 30 days on, I noticed that my cycles were shorter, um, less painful to the point where I didn't even have to like, didn't even realize that I was even having cramps, like I didn't experience any cramps at all. Um, my moods were a lot better. Um, I, my husband definitely noticed some things, took it 30 days off. I started seeing the increase in the amount of like intensity when it came to my cramps. Right. my um, moods went back to kind of being all over the place, kind of like Felicia was talking about like, don't you touch me. <laughs> and then the, I didn't get a chance to finish the last 30 days because I ended up getting pregnant. <laughs> so wow. I have told a lot of my clients, I'm like, it's a great thing. It's a uterine tonic. And so shatavri is actually a herb, um, that is considered like a um, indian asparagus and it's really great for toning up the uterus the other thing is that like it helps regulate your estrogen levels which is also going to help with like fertility so i would say if you're gonna take it it's great to have um, to help not only keep you fertile but also to regulate out any intense um, cycles but if you're not planning on getting pregnant please use protection because you can, of course, get, become fertile. But it's even when you are pregnant, it's really great to continue to have throughout your pregnancy because you need to have a really nice toned uterus um, in order for you to house uh, this beautiful baby that is coming into, um, into your life. So it's a good thing to have throughout your whole, um, I would say, reproductive years.
0: Okay. And what was that called again?
1: It's called shatavari, And okay. you can buy it like Bannon Botanicals. There's a couple other places like on Amazon. It's really easy to find.
0: Okay. Um, I know like I've been going through a fertility journey and, um, you get a lot of recommendations on different things that you should do and take. Um, I had a friend tell me that raspberry leaf tea is like what got her pregnant and that, um, (laughs) you know, so like everybody's got their like suggestion of what helped them. Um, but it can be like really overwhelming. And then, you know, especially in the beginning of my fertility journey, I found myself trying all these different things all at and like, not like I, I that's something I hadn't even thought of where you said you tried it for 30 days, and then you stopped for 30 days. So you could kind of see the difference. And like, that's not even something that ever crossed my mind. You're just like, trying everything all at once. Yes, and it's hard it's- to know, like, what's helping you and what's hurting your situation.
1: And that's definitely so when I um is I take a different approach when it comes to Ayurveda because Ayurveda is like really big on like take a whole bunch, as you mentioned, take a whole bunch of stuff at large dosages, um, and then go about your life. And of, of course, there's like lifestyle changes and everything else like that. Um, I find that that's overwhelming, especially. I mean, the whole my whole thing is reduce stress. So now you're telling <laughs> me I have to take this amount of stuff with warm milk at this time of the day and then I have to take this other stuff at this time of the day and it's just like who has I got a whole schedule about my dosaging of of herbs <laughs> This is ridiculous.
0: It's a lot.
1: Um, Yeah, it is. And so I'm really big on like when I'm making teas, raspberry leaf tea, like I have a tea for fertility as raspberry leaf. It has um, some um, chase beer and a whole bunch of other ingredients in there that help with fertility. Um, But I put them all together inside one tea. So instead of you having to take like 15 different herbs, it's all mixed into a tea and it makes it a little bit easier for most of my clients to be able to take. Um, but I also look at like, let's think of what is those small things that can kind of move the needle forward. And so usually it's some kind of uh, diet, lifestyle changes, <clears throat> and then possibly a herb. And we're looking at it over the course of 30 days, because <clears throat> around that time, that's about most, most women's cycles, right? Whether it's 25 or 30 something days, some a woman's cycle is typically around that time, unless you've had one that's irregular, right? Um, and so tracking those changes is really gonna help. That's the reason why I'm not a big person of like quick fix programs. I mean, I do have like a 28 day um, detox program for hormonal health, but I'm really looking at like, if we're looking at longevity for fertility or, or hormonal balances, we have to do it over the course of at least 90 days, because we gotta see where things are progressing. And I don't know those things until your cycle hits again. Because if your symptoms typically happen around that cycle time, how am I gonna know on day 14 what it's going to be like in another 14 days, right? It's like, oh, maybe she's feeling better. Maybe she's feeling like crap. I don't know until it hits. Um, so it's really tracking to see what are those, what are those changes and how you are feeling. And it's really, again, being open and honest, just like what I would ask you to do with your doctor, to be really open and honest with me to let me know what is going on. Because if I don't know, I can't help you.
0: Yeah. And I was going to ask, like, so someone wanted to work with you and your coaching, like, what does that look like?
1: Yeah. So if someone wants to work with me, um, typically I go through like a consultation, Um, the consultation, the more in-depth consultation, it's about a total of 60 minutes. And then um with that, it comes with a form that we go over ahead of time. And then we do a Zoom session where I'm able to do like more in-depth um, conversation. After that, I'll give out some recommendations, but then long-term um, we will look at, okay, here are some Recommendations that you can go with, whether you want to like continue working with me or not, at least you have something that you can take with. But long term, I would talk about like what program works best. Um, does it seem like starting off on a detox is best, which typically most of my clients, I would suggest that because they need to like reset everything. And then we go into, okay, is it fertility? Is it hormonal health? Um, where are you on, on your journey? Are you postpartum and all of your hormones are, you know, out of whack from postpartum and you need to get back into rebalancing it. So we look at what program is suited for you and then go down that route and everything is really tailored to your needs. Like, what is it that you like to eat? What dietary restrictions do you have? Um, what is your schedule like? Um, are you a night shift worker, a day shift worker, all these things are, are going to have a huge play when it comes to something, because it doesn't make sense to tell someone to eat their breakfast at nine o'clock in the morning, when they go to work at, you know, and they're not at work until like midnight, it doesn't make any sense for them to do that. So I'm really taking a, into a look at what is your particular lifestyle like?
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I don't know if you've heard of the Alani new balance pills. Have you, no, have I have you rep- not. Okay. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on that being um, with all of your extensive hormone knowledge. Um, so these are pills that you take. You're supposed to take four a day and they're supposed to balance your hormones. And it's just like a very like, that just seems very like a blanket.
2: <laughs> like, I don't know. It situation. covers everything. Like, yeah, what hormones like, does it balance? All exa- of
0: them? Exactly. So like, <laughs> it's something that's really pushed for fertility. So of course I got suckered in and I bought four bottles of it <laughs> and I've been taking it for a month um no more than that um and it makes me feel like shit And so i stopped taking it and i'm like i hope so yeah I hope <laughs> you stop taking it <laughs> and you know and same thing happened with me uh when i was going to actually a, um endocrinologist um i had a really bad experience um and he put me on metformin and it made mm. me feel horrible i was so sick to my stomach for the first like 2 months and then it had the opposite effect i would get like painfully constipated like it was horrible do you and have I'm diabetes like, no no I do oh. I don't um apparently do you PCOS? It's, I he he said I did but I've never had any other doctor tell me oh that I've God. never been diagnosed with it um so I just uh-huh. like that's been my experience with fertility has just been this very like here take this it'll help you and it's just like but like how like it, it makes me feel bad so like oh, in both no. of these situations I've just stopped. Uh, I like listen to my body after a while and I'm like yeah okay, as this you should not helping me right. this is making me feel horrible um and I and that has to happen with a lot of people that go through infertility where they kind of just are pushed all these different things um to quote-unquote balance your hormones but like like nobody even checked my hormones <laughs> like, right and so you can't tell know, something will, if you don't know yeah I mean they got they, out they, of whack they, yeah they did they gave me labs once you know but like you said you're, you know your hormones fluctuate throughout okay. your cycle and change and um so I don't know I just wanted to
1: share that firsthand experience because yeah. I know I can't
0: be the only one who's like no, going a lot through that right there's yeah. a lot
1: there's a lot that are you know <sighs> Gosh, they go through so much stuff. Right. And that's and, and I understand the frustration that they're going through because they feel like they're not being heard, listened to. And so that's when it really makes um, sense for you to go back and say, like, OK, this is not working I need to go find someone else. Um, but of course, we put a lot of trust in these particular people at the same time advocating for yourself. Um, like I just went to my first gynecology appointment since having my, my son and he was over there talking to me about like, yeah, you know, back in a, a couple of weeks postpartum, you were asking for all this lab work done for your um, thyroid levels. And I'm like, yeah, because all of these signs and symptoms show that my thyroid was out of whack. Luckily it was in range, but I wanted to double check. And he's like, you're the first person that's ever like came into my office and requested this lab work done. And I'm like, I need to know what was going on. And so that by me getting this lab work done, it helped me rule that that out. Um, so that's where it's, I mean, but of course I had that education to figure out like, maybe this could possibly, I mean, it ended up being lack of sleep, which is something that I didn't think about. Like new moms don't get any sleep, um, okay. but th- that was more of the situation than anything else. But it was, you know, wise of me to get the lab work done. And the medication that you are given to regulate your hormones, you
2: cannot, you have to get through a prescription. Like there's no pill that you can take from Milani, whatever that's going to regulate your hormones, because <laughs> it's not, it's a medication that has to come from a prescription. Like you yeah. can't put it in a pill yeah. and sell it. So,
1: and this, I mean, there's, there's like, we talked about ways in which you can reduce the the amount of intake that you're having artificially. Um, and there's ways that you can help your body go through its natural healing process so it can balance itself on its own, right? But again, it's not a like a one-size-fits-all mechanism. Um, and that's, I mean, that's a nice thing if even of all the herbs that I have in my apothecary, which is like 40-something different herbs are so all for women's hormonal health, but I'm able to create a customized blend if need be for your particular needs. Um so it's not like this whatever this pill is like I mean this is like a weight loss pill like here take this yeah. weight loss pill. right like it's got green tea
2: extract in it or whatever. <laughs> like yeah it's got green I mean, tea
1: extract and, and you're gonna lose 20 pounds. X amount of aminos and you're like oh that sounds so awesome and it has you know, flavonoids in it. You're like, oh, I have no idea what that is, but that sounds good too. And <laughs> antioxidants. Oh, I heard that's awesome too. And Tomatoes. Pipsy extract. Cool. <laughs> you know? well, All these fancy terms. <laughs> and
2: for me, like the hormone replacement, I'm on, I want to be clear that I don't take a hormone replacement from a normal, like prescription. Because if you take a hormone replacement from, like you get a prescription from your regular doctor, It's owned by a pharmaceutical company and hormones are a natural living thing. You can't own them or patent them, which means they have to change them to own them. So that's where people like kind of freak out about like taking estrogen or testosterone or those kinds of things. When you get a prescription, you can't own that. You can't patent testosterone. So you have to tweak it for a pharmaceutical company has to change the compound of it so they can own it and patent it. And people have problems with it. That's why some people get, worried about getting breast cancer and things like that from those medications. So I do, uh, you know, I get a medication that is not through a regular pharmaceutical company. There's like one or two places in where I live that I can get it um, for that reason. So I think that's another thing that people sometimes fear they're worried about. And so that's why I do more of like a natural hormonal. Yeah.
1: And it's good that for you that have reason. access to that resource too, which a lot of. yeah. And I wouldn't have yeah, without don't.
2: my doctor telling me, I would never have known. Yeah. I would have taken something from a regular doctor, not realizing that it had to be changed in order for them to own it. And when you go to your hospital, they have relationships with pharmaceutical companies. That's how it works. So yeah, <laughs> it's a good tip to know. Cause I wouldn't have known. Yeah. I would have
0: no idea. That's crazy. So, so what you're saying is like, so if you get prescribed like estrogen medication and it's It's like a prescription, it's not like, okay.
2: No, it's like (laughs) grass. You can't, you know, you can't own grass. It's a natural living. You can't patent hormones. So you have to change it to patent it and own it and sell it, which means it's tweaked. So that's why people sometimes have trouble Mm. and get other diseases from those medications.
0: Wow. It's good to know.
2: Yeah, the more, you know,
0: yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully this uh, all this information is helping somebody, <laughs> because we all have hormones, right? Yes. So um, do you find that like a lot of people's hormones are out of balance when they think that they're fine?
1: Oh yeah. They'll be like, oh, it's normal. I love it when people say that. It's just like, yeah. I mean, I, I go in depth with my clients and I'll ask them about like their menstrual cycle, even like how often do they have, you know, bowel movements and like, oh, what a cracks me up is people like, you know, it's normal once a week. I'm like, <clears throat> What? What? Minimum of once a day. No. I mean, <laughs> like It's normal. It's been like that oh, my whole so what, entire life. What is
0: quote unquote normal then for like your bowel movements? Because that's really or,
1: important, right? Yeah, there should health. be at, at least once a day, if not like for every meal, right? Um, Is if you're having it once a week and that, and that's, you know, you've been doing that for a long period of time, there's, that's a problem because that's, again, that's one of the ways in which you're able to eliminate not only excess waste, but also excess hormones. Hormones, um, yeah. So that could be a huge cause or, you know, some things are like when people tell me like, oh yeah, I get plenty of sleep. And that's why I like doing zoom calls if I can't see them in person, because I can tell from the bags underneath their eyes <laughs> in dark circles. I'm like, oh, so Dude. like you gain eight hours of sleep. <clears throat> are they solid? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, really?
2: Tell me more. <laughs> Sleep's got to be the one of the main things. Like my girlfriend's like, "Oh, I haven't slept in five years." You know, she's like, "I just wake up every hour on the hour." I go, it's "That her. is not normal." She's like, "Oh, it's not normal for me." I'm like, "Okay, that's not normal, and you're gonna have a lot of issues over time if you don't get that."
1: And next, that's what I see all you know? the time is when my people have have dealing with it such a long time. It's normal. I'm like, "Okay, that's not at all normal."
0: <laughs> Yeah. And like you mentioned, like menstrual cramps and things like that. And like, like I get horrible, um, what are they called? Mitzelheimer, the, uh, your ovulation pains. I get horrible, horrible ovulation pains. And every time I tell a doctor, they go, oh, that's normal.
1: Yeah, well, it's not normal for me because I never experienced it. Yeah, exactly.
0: I'm like, I'm pretty sure a lot of people that don't go through this. So I don't know that it's normal.
1: Exactly. Wow. So that's that's when just be, again, just because you've had it or a lot of people have had it or your family members have had it, doesn't mean that it's necessarily um healthy, right? And that's the best way for me to say it. Doesn't mean that it's necessarily healthy. Um, it's a it's a sign that your body is telling you, like, hey, wake up, there's something going on, and then it starts to build up because you do ignore that. Hey, wake up, there's something going on. Hey, wake up, there's something going on, and before you know it, you are. Just a snowball of issues that is going on. And there's a lot of things to reverse.
0: Well, thank you so much for all this information. I think this will be really helpful for lots of people. And, you know, like we said, hormones can be unbalanced for anybody at any age. Um, So don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to talk to a different doctor, even if you've had your doctor for decades um it's important to get multiple no,
1: opinions right it's and listen to your body fix yeah and that's fixed. the
0: thing too right listen to your body and listen to your intuition because oh uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah so often we suppress that right because we and think it's taking
1: a small moment like every day if you could just tap into yourself and see like how are you feeling like how are you really feeling and get to understand like what is different than the day before, or what feels a little bit out of whack, those small things are really going to help. And then when something comes up, then you can, you know, explain a little bit more like it's a sharp pain, a dog pain, it's, you know, nagging, whatever it may be, you're able to explain that situation a little bit better to your doctor, uh, and it helps them to be able to diagnose or figure out what is going on. And know that Perimenopause isn't
2: the end of the world and neither is menopause. You can still be healthy. You can still lose weight. You can still have a sex drive. All that stuff is incredibly possible. You can sleep, but you just need to fix your shit. That's all.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I would say the same for infertility too. If you're struggling with fertility, um, you know, it can really become like an identifier can really become like everything about you and your life. Um,
1: But it doesn't have to be that
0: way. Yeah.
1: So. And talk about it. I mean, because I think a lot yeah. of times people don't talk, have these conversations.
0: Like, yeah. um, and when
1: we don't talk about it, we that's when we um, feel like, oh, it's just me. It's something that I'm going through. You're and it's alone. just good to talk to someone else. And that's like having that chat with your friend, like, hey, am I the only one that's experiencing this? Am I the only one that's experiencing it? And if they're like, mm, no, girl, that's not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was excited for this episode because it was so life changing for me. And good the few people that I've shared this information with that have gone to see the person I've seen, like literally it sounds so funny. The lady that's she's the manager at the, my work building, she manages our office and I saw her in the hallway and she saw me and I had lost weight. And she's like, what happened? I'm like, I balanced my hormones. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she's older, <laughs> older than me, like at almost 60 and she's lost a hundred pounds, went to my hormone person. I saw her a couple of weeks ago and all of her stuff was out of whack and she had a thyroid problem and now it's all fixed. And she looked, it's Alicia, night and I'm day. Your person too. <laughs> so I'm telling you, but I'm just telling you, like, I mean, it's like information that people don't know about and it's so life-changing. So I was excited yes. for this episode for that reason.
1: Oh, good. Okay. So happy. <laughs>
2: happy for yeah. what you're doing. Cause it's uh, important.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, ladies.